All right. Hey, welcome to our college football show. I'm Chris. I got um, Pierre Holland uh, from the Canton Poster hanging out with me tonight. Pierre, we're, we're finally here with the college football semifinals. A couple weeks ago, I'm like, man, it'll never come. But, man, we're taping this on uh, the 28th on Wednesday and then Saturday night, New Year's Eve. We got Michigan TCU and Ohio State Georgia. Are you ready? It's not coming fast enough. Yeah, these bowl these bowl games has been. Uh, let's just get yeah. to the playoffs already. I like football, but I can't watch the bowl games. I know you're a big football fan. How, how many bowl games? Oh, have you even watched? as a football fan, this is torture. This is not okay. good. Are you watching this Arkansas Kansas game? It's oh, horrible. No. It no, is no. horrible. Oh my goodness, it is what? bad. Yeah, I love how like the teams almost treat it like the Pro Bowl. They're like, all right, well, we'll run the tackle reverse on this play, or we'll let the cornerback play quarter, you know, quarterback half the time. I mean, take the games more seriously, too. That's a problem. It, it almost becomes like a exhibition game at the end of the year. Oh, right, uh, I, I don't even think it's not that they're taking the game seriously. It's just it's just really not exciting. It's really yeah, all your best players are not even playing. That's the thing. All the guys are either on the transfer portal or they're either – they declare for the NFL draft, so they opted out. So you're seeing a bunch of guys who probably hasn't played as much because they've been playing behind the guys that are – that they're playing pretty much the backup guys that play behind the players that are, already, that are leaving. Um, so that's probably what you're seeing. But other than that, it's just been just bad all around. So, so the guys in the trans. So, if you go to the transfer portal and you're a bowl game, you're out, right? You can't play. Um, if you tr- if you enter the transfer portal, yeah, I think you're pretty much out. I think. Okay. I I think I I think that's that's the rules. I I can't really confirm that. I just know that if they enter the transfer portal, I don't think there's no sense of them even playing in a bowl game anyway. Since um, it just brings yeah. distraction, it'll just bring this distraction. Yeah, it's like if you're not you're leaving your job, they're not gonna name you to a new beat. They're gonna be like, "All right, you're leaving," you know. I, oh, or they may let you work there for two weeks, but they're not gonna let you do anything unbelievable. Yeah. Spectacular. They're like, "Hey, you know, if yeah. you want to go, you gotta go." All right, well, let's preview these games. Um, I don't know. Let's start with Michigan TCU. Um. Boy, on paper, I think Michigan is the better team. I, I think they've got a good running game. I think they've got a good passing game. Um, TCU, they kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, you know, they've only lost one game. It seems like they can't really put anybody away. And But, you know, TCU's spunky, man. I mean, their quarterback's tough. Um. I, I still think Michigan wins this game, but I think TCU makes a game of it. They're they're fighters. Yeah, they don't know how to put teams away as much, but I don't see TCU going out laying an egg on this. But I, I think Michigan's a better team. Maybe Michigan, I don't know, by let's say Michigan by five. I don't think it's going to be super close, but I don't think it's going to be, yeah, let's say five points. What do you think? I think it's, I think that's probably around there. I could see that. Um, I think it's more of Michigan's defense is probably top tier. If you ask me, I think uh, 
uh, the biggest question is can they can can they take out um uh their quarterback um what's his name uh I can't talk um Duggan Duggan um yeah. he's he's a Heisman finalist and he's been sensational he's been getting them through um tough ball games they won a lot of close ball games because of him um so yeah you were hoping that um their defense will um somehow get to them or with the secondary dumb just take out their best receivers so they they're they're really solid all around they played a lot of tight ball games and they pretty much shows it i think that's just something about that where even though that they have not been necessarily dominant but there's something about there's something about winning in crunch times or in in a heated moment um, that that could benefit them in the long run when you're playing against a Michigan team that could likely they could run up the score on you, but how could but how much can you hang around with them or vice versa if if can you hold a score or hold a lead if you hold a lead if Michigan is trailing but can still come back and will turn to a fourth quarter game. How long can you contain that? So I think that it's going to be very tight um, than what people think. I think TCU is going to give it their all. Uh, I think I think if you're Michigan, the last thing you want to do is let the game come down to the hands of um, with Duggan. Um, he's very sensational. And, and if it does, then you just have to rely on your defense to make make enough plays so you have someone like JJ McCarthy to to want um, finish it up for them. So it can go either way. Here's another thing that I'm trying to figure out. You know, JJ McCarthy played well in his biggest game. I mean, going into the year, you know, you can say the same thing about high state. The high state Michigan game was the biggest game. So if you're going to play well in one game, make it Ohio State Michigan. McCarthy played well there. I, I'm looking at stats, though, from the last couple games. He's about 50% completion percentage, which is kind of rough. Now, I think overall for the year, McCarthy, 20 touchdowns, three picks. That's good. I don't know, man. Um, you know, I know Michigan has a lot more advantages in the game than just a quarterback. But, man, if it comes down to Duggan uh, versus McCarthy, I mean, I think Duggan's a better quarterback. And – you know, there were some games where McCarthy was a little bit shaky with some of his completion percentage. They kind of kept the other team in game. So, you know, if you're looking at a way that TCO wins this game, man, if it's close at the end and you give the ball to Duggan, I know Michigan's got good defense, but I think Duggan could outshine McCarthy at the end of the game, which could give TCO a win. I think Duggan's going to make plays regardless because he's really that good. I really yeah. like him. His accuracy, his um, his his ball placements, his anticipation, his um, go, um, his pocket presence—he has it all, and he's he's a baller. So he's gonna he's gonna find ways to get the to um to get to his best playmaker's hands and make plays. So yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I think the Michigan State, I think Michigan, I'm sorry, is going to definitely. Going to be very challenged going against some um, Duggan and and their offense. But but with um, JJ McCarthy, 
yeah, that Ohio State really says a lot about him. He really stepped up, especially when they lost Blake. Um, Blake Corum. I don't know if it is Blake Corum out for the. Is he is he out completely? Or let me see if I see the latest. I haven't seen that uh, a latest thing. Uh, yeah. Because it, it, regardless, if um if Blake Corum is not ready, um then you re- you really gonna have to depend on JJ McCarthy to make enough plays offensively as well. So um at least to to um make it interesting for the Michigan for the Wolverines. I'm seeing a report from about a week ago saying that he suffered a meniscus tear and he's saying he's fifty fifty on return. Ooh. Yeah, that's 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 pretty bad. If he's fifty fifty, I, I doubt he plays. Um but they what? but they um they could still I think they'll still be fine because um, they got the other running back who also played well. Um, what is his name? Donovan Edwards is his name. I like over yeah. 200 yards. So yeah. I think I don't know if he'll gonna duplicate that type of performance, but but um, yeah, you definitely would need JJ McCarthy to be at his back between um, this game and going forward. Yeah, the only thing I'm thinking is there was a time. Where I don't think they ever considered benching McCarthy, but there was a time where he wasn't the the guy. I, I mean, like, and yeah, the Ohio State game he played well. I look at the Purdue game, uh, the Big Ten uh, championship game. He threw for three touchdowns. I, I guess, and yeah, I'm kind of going against what I just said because I think Michigan's going to still win the game. But man, if you think Michigan's going to win the you know the national title. Here's what you're you're taking into account. Do you think JJ McCarthy has two more really good Ohio State type or, or Purdue type games in him? Because if he does, I think you say, you know, Michigan could win the title. I'm not sure if he has two more good games in him to do that. I think I think JJ McCarthy is very solid. I don't think he's, there's anything bad about his game. It's just when you have a a strong run game with Blake Corum, all you can ask for JJ McCarthy is just facilitate. He's been a facilitator all this time, so he's not gonna make the most. The he's not gonna be like as you would expect with CJ Stroud, but he can do enough to at least facilitate and keep the offense intact um, and put enough points. So with JJ McCarthy. Uh, if he's going to be having to be depend depend on more, I think he'll be okay. I think he's going to be fine. As I just don't know if he's going to put the same amount of performance as he did with Ohio State. I don't think you want to ask him to do a bit too much, but you will be. But it'll be very helpful if he continues to be the reason that Michigan becomes victorious over the TCU. And even be the reason they won the national championship. It actually will be a pretty good story if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think because he's going to flounder. I, I just think, man, if you, if you really think Michigan's going to win the national title, I think you need to say, hey, McCarthy's got to have to have good, two good, solid games. I mean, I think they can get by TCU if McCarthy doesn't have a great game. But man, against Georgia or Ohio State, man, that's going to be tough. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what happens. All right, so so what do you think? Are you still thinking Michigan then? I think Michigan wins slightly. Okay. Michigan. All right. 
Good enough. Uh, the other game would be of interest to us here, Ohio State, Georgia. You know, Ohio State lost to Michigan, but thanks to Utah offending USC, Ohio State's back in it. I don't know, Peter, the way Georgia's been playing lately, they're going to be really tough to beat. Uh, but some people look at the fact where, hey, they played like they did, did earlier this year against like Missouri where they almost got beat, and like Kent State where they kind of looked rough in that game too. Maybe Ohio State has a chance. Ah, boy. And I'm not sure what Ohio State team you're going to see. I mean, some injuries, Trayvon Henderson's out. Um, I don't know. I I don't think Georgia embarrasses them. I think Georgia by seven. I hate to say it, but that's kind of where I stand in this. Um, this is actually kind of unique. Um, in a way, I don't think people, I don't think Ohio State doesn't really get the proper respect as far as them not feel like they can't hang with the Georgia, the Michigans, and the um, uh, in the in the TCUs or be like that playoff competitive team. I don't know if they they're they are capable of hanging around with Georgia. You know, if things goes right with them, I think that can their defense match match with their offense as well because of Stetson Bennett. And I think what's going to be very, very difficult is how they're going to um, defend against their tight ends um, like Brock Bowers um, and um, Darnell Washington. Um, those are studs at tight ends, you know. Usually Georgia has stellar running backs, but this year it's their tight ends. Um, so I'm interested in seeing how their linebackers, um, how they're going to um, enter secondary as well, how they're going to match up with those guys. Um, but I think Ohio State is capable of at least making it a uh, an exciting game. I think they at least deserve that kind of respect. I think they just don't get enough credit after that Michigan game. Like, uh, they got exposed or they're frauds or they have been convincing all year. Um, but, and it also doesn't help when you're losing your playmakers like Travion Henderson and um, Jackson Jigba, who was also going to be unavailable too. Um, so, yeah, but you still got – they still got enough players and still got enough um, talent around to at least make it a, an intriguing game. And you're going to lead Torrance with C.J. Stroud you, to um, Marvin Harrison, to um, Mayan Williams, um, and, um, and you hope your defense will make enough plays um, to to stop uh, their um, Georgia's offense as well. Yeah, I think they need to have a good start. I, I think Georgia can't get up really early. I think Ohio State has the firepower to come back. I, I just – I think it's going to discourage Ohio State if Georgia has a really quick start. I think I think Georgia still is going to win this as well. Um, I think it's going to really come down to fourth quarter. I'm really concerned of how they – the only concern about with Ohio State is if – are they a second-half team? And – that Michigan game really just just really um, showed uh, how they struggled in the second half after staying competitive in the first half. I hope that we don't get that same kind of result 
Um, but I think that's what's really going to come down to. But I think Georgia is still probably the more better team. Well, and I don't mean to overblow this game. I mean, it's definitely called football semifinal. But, man, you think about that second half of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Michigan outscored them. I think it was like 20-3. to And mm-hmm. it was just in, in Ohio State, which never happens. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm looking at from an aspect of not even just for Ohio State's chances to win the national title, but, man, if they're down with 20-zip in the first half, just think, too, not just about the current players, but, man, if you're a recruit watching that game, Ohio State's got some really good recruiting classes. If you're sitting there going, oh, my goodness, why why can't they do this? I mean, that sends a message to recruiters, too. So I, I think it's important for Ohio State to play well. I think they've got a chance definitely of winning this game. I think they just got to look good or it's going to be rough in the future for the Buckeyes. Or or I wouldn't go as far as going to hurt them with recruiting because they're probably those same recruits are going to say, hey, if I was on that field, that was not going to happen. Right. Um, so they're probably might think that, hey, if it looks that bad, well, I might have to be the difference maker, and I'm going to have to make plays for Ohio State on either side of the field. So it can go it can go either way. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them recruiting-wise because they're still going to get the best, best guys that they can find. Two recruiting questions for you, and we got some time after the game to talk about this. Right now, Kyle McCord's your starter. I mean, let's assume C.J. Stroud's going to pros. I, I don't think there's any reason why he wouldn't. But so assuming Stroud goes to the NFL early, you think they, they're okay if Kyle McCord or the transfer portal, there's some good quarterbacks out there. Do you see them dipping the transfer portal, or you think they're okay if McCord being the quarterback? Are we talking about for next season? Yeah, for Ohio State. Oh, oh Okay. I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I think they'll probably will stick with McCoy. It just really just depends. Uh, I don't know what will be the direction of what that. Uh, I think the attention is to. Um, I think the attention is probably look at McCord, but it, I don't think Ohio State will be that team that's going to shy away and look at the guys that are. Um, Look at the guys that are in the transfer portal at the quarterback position. It just really just depends on who's who they feel is the ideal fit. So it can go either way. I mean, it's it won't be overly surprising if they do try to go that route. But uh, I haven't really seen Ohio State over the years been convincing of relying on a transfer player. Um, they always have the guys that um, who's been in that system. Um, I don't know, and I think that could that could be beneficial for someone like McCord, but it won't. But it's it anything that could change. So um, having a transfer guy is not necessarily ideal. It's just something that I don't know if that's actually going to be the, the direction for next year. I think you have to know that your incoming guy is better than Kyle McCord. I, I will say, ESPN did a podcast where they talked about this and. None of the guys they mentioned in the transfer portal really caught my attention until I heard this week Sam Hartman from Wake Forest entered the portal. He's I saw that, but they're saying Hartman's pretty much committed to Notre Dame. So yeah, back next year. Mm-hmm. Definitely a big pickup for um, for um, Notre Dame as well because they don't really have a quarterback either. 
Um, so that was definitely a big pickup for them. And I'm, I don't know if he had the relationship with Marcus Freeman prior. That could probably be a reason behind that too because a lot of them players are going to follow where the coaches they're far more familiar with as well. So we'll see. Um, so we'll see what, how, how, how State will – how open they are to looking at transfer guys um, is not out of the question, but I, it also wouldn't surprise me if they just stick with the guys that they have. Hey, it'll give us something to talk about in the upcoming weeks. So, all right. Well, so Pierre, we both have Georgia and Michigan. I, I think it'll be fun to see Ohio State, Michigan, but if I had to put money up on it, I think you're going to see a Georgia Michigan final. I could see it too. All right. Well, hey, thanks for checking us out. Uh, like I said, lots of content every day. Uh, check out our links, share with your friends. We thank you for the attention. It's been fun seeing how many people are checking out the um, podcast or website. Uh, keep it up, everybody. We appreciate all your support. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We're hoping to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.